Governor Tony Evers this morning will continue his statewide pothole patrol tour, which indeed landed in our area. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. You know, in sports, they call it being in the zone. And it's not just reserved for professional athletes. You know, Aaron Rodgers had gone out and had a game where he couldn't miss, hitting everybody. Giannis says his 50-plus games, he's in the zone, right? Sure, yeah. Feeling everything, everything's working. But hopefully everybody who's played sports on one level or another, even when you were a kid, like had those games or those days or those competitions where you're like, I I can't miss. Or if you're playing an instrument or doing anything, right? Sure, any you type could, of performance or any activity, right? You're a singer. You're out there. That was a great performance. Yeah, like, just couldn't do anything. It. Just right. hit that note in the zone, and it's an elusive space. Like, because if it's happened to you, like, you're sometimes not sure the road you traveled to get you there, <laughs> right? It's like, what did I do? Is, <laughs> How did can I, I replicate this? Yes, did I eat breakfast or did I not eat breakfast or I slept well or yeah. I did this the night before or I did meditation or visualization or something. How did I get to this point where I was super awesome sure, at what I was yeah. doing, right? So competitive tennis season started for me oh, last night. here we and go. First match. All right? Competitive tennis season as opposed to... Just going out and hitting around. So like oh, okay. two l- league play, ah, if right, you will. Right. I'm in two leagues. Tuesday league, Thursday league. Okay, so... Tuesday League kicked off last night, okay? And I was in whatever the opposite of the zone. (laughs) Nothing more terrible. I played doubles. My partner, he wasn't having a good night either. I don't know. You (laughs) hold yourselves up to a high bar, though. But you know when you got it and when you don't. We did not have it. We scraped out an ugly win because uh and you still won our opponents also like no there's four of us on the court and nobody was having a good day how you feeling this morning by the way not great nope a little (laughs) feel like the tin man need the oil can yeah a little bit here a little bit there everybody asking about my knee always how's the knee like it's good that part was fixed knee's fine orthopedic associates of wisconsin a bonus read for you there 514 brandon snide has sports for professional athletes that's uh coming up next Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Milwaukee Brewers were back at it last night, this time north of the border in Toronto. It started out good for Milwaukee after the Brewers scored two in the first inning. But the Blue Jays went ahead and responded with four more of their own in the bottom of the first. Hauser's first offering to him is a hard-hit ground ball back up the middle and into center field. Weimer charging it. Springer's around third. He's going to score. And the Blue Jays... Played a run of their own in the bottom of the first. It's a two-to-one ball game. The Jays would take the lead in the first inning, and they would never look back, shutting the Brewers' offense down and defeating Milwaukee Tuesday night by a final score of seven to two. Adrian Hauser got the start for the Brewers, not his best game, going four and one-third innings while surrendering six earned runs. Yeah, I mean, it was really just it was really I thought the first inning he struggled with. He struggled with his fastball a little bit in the first inning. Didn't really have a curveball tonight. You know, he saw a lot of bounce off-speed pitches. Got his fastball going as the as the game went on. I thought he made some good pitches with the fastball and did a did, did a good job. But um, you know, like I said, when you when they put four on you in the first inning. Any any four-run inning in a nine-inning game is, is, is going to be tough to come on. The Brewers have now lost four of their last five games and will look to bounce back tonight in Toronto. That first pitch is set for 6 7 
Over to the ice where the Milwaukee Admirals are in the midst of a memorable playoff run. John Greenberg, the president of the Ads, says there is no better place to be than Milwaukee following a couple of long road trips. Oh, my goodness. It felt like we had been gone for a year. Uh, you know, the last home game was on May 13th, so a 16-day break uh, from playing in front of our own fans. And you could definitely tell the difference with our guys. We played a great game on Monday night, and... Uh, uh, the energy and the enthusiasm with our fans in the building really helped a ton. So it's great to be home. The Admirals don't play at home until Thursday after winning game three on Monday night. The question, why wait three days in between games three and four in Milwaukee? Yeah, a couple of graduation days in the uh, Panther Arena on Tuesday and Wednesday. And so uh, we will get back at it on Thursday, play game four. And then uh, since we won on, uh, on Monday, uh, it opened up game five. So that is on Saturday night at 6 o'clock. The Buck will drop Thursday night at the Panther Arena between Milwaukee and Coachella Valley. The ads are down currently two games to one. Although he said, you know, we'd like to schedule games at different times. We had graduation and stuff. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the, in That's the not arena. the answer I was expecting to hear, <laughs> yes. but he's got a point. It's the People's Arena. Coming up. We fixed the damn roads. And apparently he's doing it himself. 518 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So if you drove by the pothole repair operation in uh, Brown Deer area, Brown Deer Road yesterday, you may have taken notice of a particularly senior member of the road repair crew. Now, typically you would expect the, the hardworking men and women out there doing road repair. They got shovels, they got the asphalt mixed. It's hard work. It's physically demanding labor. You would expect them to be on the younger end of the spectrum, but this road crew Again, about 51st and Brown Deer yesterday morning had a guy past retirement age scooping that hot mix onto the roadbed. 71 years old, this guy is. We've fixed the damn roads. We've been... We've been what? <laughs> Remember that? That was Governor Tony Evers in the waning days of the last campaign just before the November vote and asked about... I, I just sensed some exasperation in his answer to whatever question he was posed about. Well, make your case for, we've been campaigning for months. I've been governor for four years. We did this. We did this. We fixed the damn roads. That's our governor. Governor Tony Evers this morning will continue his statewide pothole patrol tour, which indeed landed in our area yesterday. We fixed the damn roads. So there's Governor Evers. He had shovel in there, everything. He was into it. Filling potholes with the highway crew out there. Today he's going to be doing the same. He is scheduled to be in western Wisconsin, so Eau Claire and La Crosse areas. Chippewa Falls specifically at noon on Alaska, just outside of La Crosse at 145. So the governor is, is doing this, of course, not so much because he's a great road fixer, but he is touting the infrastructure investments that he pledged in his state budget some of which will ultimately make it into the state budget, some of which will not, as Republicans in the state legislature continue to tweak that or, as they said, basically started from scratch. Nonetheless, there will be infrastructure investment, but the governor really trying to promote the fact that he's been out there promoting this and wanting to invest in our state's roads and our highways, but also on the local level where we feel it, banging around through pothole streets. So how hard is the governor actually working in terms of the photo op? So do the math on this one. It's an hour and a half drive from Chippewa Falls to Onalaska. He's got dueling media events today that are less than two hours apart. So pretty much he's not going to be filling a lot, a lot of potholes up there in the Eau Claire area 
in, in Chippewa Falls today. He'll be out there, take a couple of scoops. I did see him in some video. Rhinelander had him up there yesterday as well. So we went from Milwaukee to Rhinelander, or Milwaukee area. He's up there not only with the shovel, Eric, but he had one of those, uh, they call it like a tamper. Oh, very nice. That's like the large pole or yep. stick, right? Doom, doom, doom. Yep, it's got yep. the flat surface on the bottom. They're usually pretty heavy. I've done it, used it in some landscaping. Yeah, you got to put, you got to help, got to make it easy for the cars to roll over there. You don't want any bumps. Yeah, you got to tamp that down. Make sure that hot mix is in there good. You don't want that popping right back out on you. That's not really a repair. So he was he was doing it, just maybe not for that long. Speaking of that, by the way, the DOT yesterday, they do this every year too when it gets warm. Hey, heads up, some buckley pavement. How about that? So heads up, we might see some pavement flying, popping, if you will. It's warm. We got temperatures pushing pushing 90 today if you're away from the lake. So inland quite a bit. Although lakeside, it's pretty warm as well. 84 degrees for your lakeside high today was in the Storm Team forecast. So that's not one of those northeast breezes where you're like... Yeah, I had this all the time growing up in Wauwatosa. My grandparents all lived on the south side, both sets of my grandparents. So you'd be in Tosa wearing shorts and good to go. And, hey, we're going to go visit Grandma and Grandpa. Okay, great. Get down by the... <laughs> it's freezing. Get over through Bayview and that. And you're like, oh, what happened? Totally different climate. But anyway, if you're out there in western Wisconsin today, Chippewa Falls and on Alaska, you might see the governor working the road crew. We fixed the damn roads. Five forty-one on Wisconsin's morning news. Eric, I was really moved by the interview that you did with Felix Glorioso. I actually spoke with him a little bit yesterday before you had a chance to to talk with him and get his take on what's happening on Brady Street. We had a pedestrian who was critically injured on Brady Street in a hit and run over the weekend, and it's renewed conversations about whether or not we should make Brady Street basically a pedestrian mall like what you have at State mm-hmm. Street in yep. Madison. And Glorioso's is a place that's culturally close to my heart. My dad grew up just doors down there, yeah. right near Walski's. Yep. Of course, as you know, the Italian side of our family visited there whenever we made the family sauce. It was a trip from Tosa over to, to Brady Street to get got it, got the it. various yeah, principles, sense. the yeah. meat and whatnot. So, uh, he, but he is is in a very and sadly very unique position to comment on what he thinks should happen there. So here you have a retired business owner, Gloriosos, of course, a Gloriosos Italian market, whose mother, nearly twenty years ago now, Mary Glorioso, was killed walking on Brady Street, right in that area. So yeah, he he sees this from a different, a couple of different perspectives. I mean, you got five straight blocks where somebody can speed up intentionally or unintentionally. And hurt somebody. My mom was hit during the morning hours. So it was about 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday before Mother's Day. Yeah, just hit and killed 9, 30 in the morning. Now, they also have some uh, uh, clientele that go there. Some are elderly. Some live in some of those senior centers in that stretch. So they care about their community, of course. They're at Gloriosos. And what Felix doesn't want is that pedestrian Mall. He, doesn't, he doesn't want to shut it he down. He doesn't think traffic. that's a good idea. However, he did have plenty of thoughts, and these are different things that he even brought up with the city engineer after his mother was killed years and years ago. I would like to think that they would do better a job, better job of lighting the street so pedestrians are more visible, especially at night. I would like to see two stop and go lights, one down on like Brady and Arlington, and one at Astor Street and Brady. That would help slow down things a bit because then there's another stoplight at Humboldt and Brady. 
So that would slow things down. Um, I think those chevrons or a couple speed bumps here or there might be a big help, even though at that time they were worried about the snow plows. But I've seen speed bumps on other busy streets in Milwaukee, and the snow plows seem to know that they have to slow down to go over them. Yeah, there are ways to mark them and to manage and manipulate around them if you need to as a snow plow driver. So perhaps speed bumps, chevrons, stop-and-go lights, all something that Glorioso is pushing for. Well, and the important thing to note is he sees this, yes, as from the perspective of someone who lost someone, tragically his own mother, but also as a business, business owner, owner yeah. whom he knows it's important for vehicles to have access to that business for it to survive. So uh, interesting to hear his thoughts Correct. on that. 544, Brandon Snide with Sports Next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Brewers were back on the Diamond Tuesday night and allowed 14 hits to Toronto as the Blue Jays go on to defeat Milwaukee. This one by a final score of 7-2. Pitch to Biggio, ground ball. That one past the dive of the second baseman Miller in the right center. It's a base hit for Biggio. Merrifield scores run number 7. Josh Maurer on the call right here on WTMJ as the Jays plate seven runs and send the crew home with their 26th loss of the season. The Brewers currently at 28-26. and 26. They have now lost four of their last five games. And we'll look to bounce back tonight against Toronto. First pitch is set for 6.07. Julio Terren is expected to get the start for the Brewers. Over to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks are staying busy as they look ahead to next season. The team has set out to hire former Bucks assistant Adrian Griffin, who will replace Mike Budenholzer, according to NBA insider Sham Sharanya. It was quite the process for the Bucks who sought out advice from their two-time MVP. They went through a finalist process of Nick Nurse, Adrian Griffin, Kenny Atkinson, and interestingly, they all met one-on-one with Giannis before any hiring was made. And then ownership, Giannis, uh, John Horst, their general manager in Milwaukee, they all huddled up afterward to figure out exactly who the coach would be. The NBA Finals will begin Thursday night in Denver with the Nuggets hosting the Miami Heat. Miami, just the second number eight seed to reach the NBA Finals. Lastly, over to the ice, the Milwaukee Admirals are embarking on quite the Calder Cup playoff run after the two previous Playoff series were five games. President John Greenberg is thankful this one is seven games against Coachella Valley. You know what? When you're down two games to none, it's the world. Uh, you know, it's you're not playing for your life uh, in game three. Uh, you're you're playing just to find a way to get back into the series. The Admirals are currently down two games to one after winning game three, but nonetheless, being on the home ice can make all the difference for the Admirals. Oh, my goodness. It felt like we had been gone for a year. Uh, you know, the last home game was on May 13th, so a 16-day break uh, from playing in front of our own fans, and you could definitely tell the difference with our guys. We played a great game on Monday night, and uh, uh, the energy and the enthusiasm with our fans in the building really helped a ton. So it's great to be home. Game four will begin at 7 p.m. on Thursday night between Milwaukee and Coachella Valley. And we know there's a a game five for sure. Hopefully the Admirals win at least one of these. They're going to get game four. Yeah, you like them? Saturday will be a party. (laughs) And Saturday a party. Saturday will be the party. back on the road to try to seal the deal. 548 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up, did you hear about the toxic workplace allegations for Kelly Clarkson's TV show? Everybody involved said Kelly didn't know. How's that possible? That story next.
scandal at the Kelly Clarkson show as they get set to move their operation to New York. I think they're on the West Coast. I think they're out of L.A. right now, but they're moving the whole deal. Instructive as we focus often on workplace and employment issues on the show. And can the boss, or if not the boss, one of the top leaders in the company or an organization, be clueless as to the environment around them and in their operations? And the answer here, seems other places as well, is absolutely yes. Leave it up for the band, y'all. Rolling Stone, a couple weeks ago, broke the story. People who work on the show calling it a toxic work environment. This from Entertainment Tonight. One current and 10 former employees of the show opened up to Rolling Stone about the alleged conditions, claiming they were overworked, underpaid, and their time at the show was traumatizing to their mental health. One former employee says NBC, the network that airs the daytime talk show, is protecting the show because it's their new moneymaker. But Kelly has no clue how unhappy her staff is. Kelly has no clue how unhappy her staff is. How can that be? This comes in, does a job, and leaves. Come on. So it's a little bit different, right, than your boss, because she is a leader on that show and mm. certainly obviously has a say in how the show comes together or whatever, but she's also like the quote-unquote talent. Yeah. So it sounds like she was sort of protected. The people under her like didn't want to bother Kelly with this or whatever. And Meanwhile, they're cracking the whip you know, on the staff. And protecting her from that. So she's to the point of she comes in, she does her thing. As far as she knows, everybody's good. And not defending her, but she could even be ignorant to it, too, and just yes. not even know any better. Exactly what appears to have happened. I can't find anybody who's saying, oh, yeah, Kelly was in on this. Like, all of her people have been who were cited in the article have been close to close to saying to this effect, no, nah, she, she's really nice. She's respectful to everybody. This is happening without her knowledge. But that's still begs the question of how that can be. I won't spend too much more time here on Kelly. Welcome to the Kelly Clarkson Show. This is my first show. I'm so excited. Just wanted that one too. Briefly, she didn't know. Everyone says she didn't know. So how can that be? Well, I turn to our expert on these things, Mike Grubich. He's president of LAK Group, one of our partners here at WTMJ. LAK is a business consulting firm. And, and Grubich tells us this sort of thing is not as rare as it should be. The last people to know when things aren't going good culturally are the leaders, right? Everyone else knows way before that. They experience it, they talk about it, so on and so forth, but leaders are the last to know. And unfortunately, sometimes when they know, it's too late. It's, It's not recoverable and it's when someone's leaving. Not recoverable. More on that comment in a moment, but back to what he's saying, really. Oftentimes, because they're sort of, as, as you said, Eric, ignorant or, or isolated from the real conversation that's playing out in the office or wherever, they're not paying close enough attention, leaders in workplaces truly aren't aware of the culture and environment in their own workplaces. That's not an excuse, because they should be. It's not going to happen through a series of meetings or calendar invites. Here's Grubich again from LAK Group. I, I, honestly, I think the most value added is when it's organic. Uh, if it's too prescribed, it, it almost becomes a check the box. If, if, if you're having conversations, you're, you're, you're engaging, you're asking questions. phrase we use a lot is, uh, as a leader, don't go into a situation to try to be interesting. Go in and try to be interested. You know, it, it, when you do that and take that approach, people start to talk to you. They, they follow you and they're engaged. Okay, so how about for you? You're at a company you like, you're doing a job that you like, but things are starting to get ugly for you. You're frustrated at work or the, that environment is starting to turn. I typically am a mind, mind my own business type of employee. I try to lead by example. I work hard. I do my thing, 
right? You do your thing, sure, Eric. Sure. I'm not all up in your business about how you do <laughs> what you do, right? I, I just don't like to lead that way. But And it can be uncomfortable. Grubich says, though, it's important if you're in that situation to speak up to a manager when things are going sideways. And if you've got decent management, they would be glad that you did. You, you need to bring it up or else it's never going to get fixed. And the, the thing that you should always have solace in is that if you're thinking of it or if you're seeing it, I pretty much can guarantee that you're one of many, not, not an only in that case. Take the lead on that and, and bring it up, but, but be constructive. How can I help? What can I do to help resolve this? So that's Mike Grubich, president at local business consulting firm LAK Group. Yeah, that last part is important too. go in and present as wanting to be part of the solution, not just whining and complaining. That'll definitely increase your chances that you're listened to. And here's the thing. It takes a long time to change the culture of an organization. I've actually talked with Grubich about that as well. LAK Group comes in, works with staff and leadership at companies who are trying to create change. He says it can be a three- to five-year process to turn things around in most cases. So didn't know an explanation, not an excuse. And if it's bugging you where you work, take the lead and offer to help. Welcome to the Kelly Clarkson Show. This is my first show. I'm so excited. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sean Ryan. EIS North America of Milwaukee said layoffs could start later this month as it decides to close the Fond du Lac plant of subsidiary company LK Interior Systems. Big B Coffee is coming to Pewaukee starting on June 20th with the opening of a new location on Watertown Road. Hales Corners developer Wimmer Communities this month bought about seven acres along West Forest Home Avenue that could eventually be redeveloped. The site includes two office buildings and it's sold for three and a half million dollars. This is Sean Ryan with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.